What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. Uh, I am Kyle Bierman, and Matt Hensley is off uh, with some responsibilities at his uh, his home and his job this week. Uh, so uh, I am very excited to welcome a repeat guest. Um, repeat? And have I have I repeat. been on here before? You have been on here, Mark. Uh, back in when? let's see, about twenty eight, maybe spring of twenty eighteen. Uh, well, um, I, you were, you know, I I have a very bad uh, short-term memory. So. <laughs> well, so so we are joined today by Mark Clifton, the Senior Director of Replant for the North American Mission Board, uh, and he just so happens to be my boss now. Uh, yeah, Mark, so back in the spring of 2018, you were our first, um, quote-unquote, big guest that we had on. And I have lost some weight since then, <laughs> so it's not, you know, I appreciate that, but... Um, you know, you, you you were our first. You were our first kind of big deal. Uh, oh, oh, had. okay. Well, I'm sorry. Guess. I miss. I misunderstood <laughs> what you meant. Um, and then we went on, and we had um, we had JD Greer and Ken Hemphill as they were getting ready to. Uh, they were they were running against each other in the SBC president, and uh, from there, I mean, that kind of the, the podcast just really took off. Mark, so you were the catalyst. Oh, the sure. Spark. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure <laughs> that's. <laughs> Um, yeah. But but it has been. It's been about five years since uh, since you were on the show, and um, some things have changed in in the world around us since then. Yeah, and, a little bit. Um, uh, my role has obviously changed. Uh, at the time, I was I was pastoring First Baptist Church Alamogordo, New Mexico, and uh, later on that year, came on as a contractor with the uh, replant team, and now I'm a, been a full time employee there for a couple of years. And so, yeah, a lot, a lot of things have changed, but, um, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about kind of this ongoing work of replanting. Um, we're going to talk about the re-release of reclaiming glory. And then we'll talk about, um, a, a new or revamped podcast that, that you're a part of and that, that I get to kind of run the background on as well. So Mark, to start off with, just reintroduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, most of them are going to know who you are, but maybe there oh, are a few. They, are, they aren't either. Most of them don't have a clue. <laughs> That's awful nice of you, but most people don't have a clue. Hey, I, I'm Mark Clifton. I live in Kansas, and uh, I've been uh, I've been in uh, 40th year. This is my 40th wow. year of working for the Home Mission Board or the North American Mission Board. I mean, I started right out of seminary. I went right from college to seminary. I was, I was 22, so you do the math. But anyway, I've been, <laughs> it was 40th year. And most of that time was spent planting churches and helping state conventions plant churches. But the last 10 years has been totally focused on replanting and revitalizing dying churches. And the reality is I, I, I'm the senior director of replanting rural ministry, uh, revitalization, bivocational ministry, uh, bus ministry, children's ministry, <laughs> puppet ministry. Other duties is assigned no, whatever. by Kevin I, I'm, yeah. I'm being facetious. <laughs> I, I, I am the senior director of replanting and rural ministry at, at NAM. And in that role, I have the opportunity, Kyle, to see some really amazing things that are taking place in the Southern Baptist Convention. I, I, I'm serious, man. I wake up every day and I just wish that our Southern Baptist constituents could see the incredible change that's taken place in the last 15 years from ignoring dying churches to running toward dying churches, from dying churches being something we didn't even want to talk about to something now that is, is really one of the greatest success stories Southern Baptists have. 
in that hundreds of churches that would have closed their doors are thriving again. And it's not just like one way it's happening. It's not like we figured out some secret code and we figured it out. It really is a movement of God uh, to bring life back to his churches. And uh, I'm just excited to be a part of it. I think it's the best story, one of the best stories anyway, in Southern Baptist life. And it's not controversial. I've yet to wake up and have anybody say, you know, we shouldn't be replanting dying churches. <laughs> Everybody is in favor of helping dying churches. And uh, just this morning, man, I got a I got a message from a church I'd never met, didn't know. They said, man, we've been praying about it. We want to adopt or foster a dying church. How do we get started? I hear that every single day. Stronger churches have been compelled by the Holy Spirit to help help churches that are struggling. And struggling churches are now, for the first time, really coming open-handed, saying, you know what? We, we will give up day-to-day control in order that God be glorified and this church continue to live. And when that happens, Kyle, the church continues to live. So it's yeah. a great time, and I love what I do. And I just wish Southern Baptists could know more of the great stories that are taking place all across North America, from Alaska to Florida. I'm serious. I could point to some great replants in Alaska, great replants in Florida, and everywhere in between, in cities, in small towns, in open country. It's happening all across North America. And again, it's, it's the greatest untold story out there. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the, about the exciting things that are happening. One of the things that's really exciting to me is all the resources that are available right now that weren't available 10 or 12 years ago. Um, I, I was visiting with our pastor. He, we had him on, an, on a recent episode, and he was talking about when he came to Highland Baptist Church in Lubbock in 2012 and started what what we now know and would call a revitalization. And he said at the time, there just there wasn't a whole lot of resources that were out there. Um, and in the last 10 or 12 years, you've written a couple of books. Uh, Tom Rainer's written quite a bit, Mark Halleck, Brian Croft. I mean, there's a wealth of resources out there. So if somebody is getting into a pastorate and more than likely, if somebody's going into a pastorate, it's a revitalization. I think we're somewhere around 90% of the churches in across the SBC are plateaued or declining. There's a wealth of resources out there right now to help pastors along. And I think that's that's one of the most exciting things and, and we're continuing to develop resources. And the focus of our resources are not programmatic. They're right. Christ-centered. They're gospel-centered. Uh, it is is Christ that revitalizes the church. It's a gospel focus that revitalizes the church. It's a missional focus that revitalizes the church. It's not a denominational program. So when you say we've, we've created a bunch of resources, we really haven't created any resources, to be frank about it. We've seen what God has been doing mm-hmm. across North America and we just gathered up that information and kind of put it in a in a yeah. form that people can understand and can we can disseminate. And so we're just sharing what God's doing, and you can learn from it, and He can do it where you are as well. It's really that simple. We just sort of connect the dots all across North America where God's working, and it comes out to be a really beautiful picture. Yeah. Well, let's talk quickly about um, the re-release of Reclaiming Glory. So this book, um, I was given... In the first couple of months, the, the, the first edition of this, I was given in the first couple of months that I was at First Baptist Alamogordo. And that's actually how I got connected with the replant team because I read the book and I went, I think this is what I'm doing. Uh, so I reached out to Bob and, and that led to conversations with you. And ultimately led to a job. So thank you for writing the book because that's <laughs> yeah. Thanks for everybody thinking all they got to do is read the book and they that's get a right. job. That's not exactly how it works, but <laughs> no, I, I but, hear you. Um, 
But earlier this year, um, Reclaiming Glory was re-released and updated and and re-released. And so talk to us kind of about the, the thought process behind updating the stories. Well, I, look, I didn't, I didn't want to write the book. I didn't want to write the book because, number one, I've never written a book. And I haven't even read all that many books, to be frank about it. Um, you know, I buy them, I glance through them, and then I put them on my shelf, and they look impressive. You know, like everybody else that's listening to me right now, right. to be frank about it. Uh, no, really, I, I just didn't. I just didn't really know if uh, I didn't really understand if people would really read a book that I wrote, frankly. And and uh, one I kind of wondered uh, would I even read a book that I wrote. So I I, I just. I wasn't a great scholar in seminary uh, or college or elementary school for that matter. And so uh, writing just wasn't my deal. And, uh, but when I came to NAM and, and God began to do some really cool things in replanting, uh, the folks at the North American Mission Board said, you really need to put this down. You really need to put it in a book form. And, um, and, and, and so I did, I was a little reluctant again, cause I, I just don't write books, but um, I, I put it in a book form, had a wonderful, editor named named Toby who really helped me uh put it in a good book form and he, he helped me a lot with that and frankly to God's glory alone the book really resonated with people hmm. and uh it surprised everybody including Lifeway I think <laughs> and not only that it sold so many and by the way uh I I agreed to give every dollar of every royalty back to to missions, to replanting, uh, because, you know, when I wrote the book, I didn't think there'd be all that much anyway. So it, <laughs> it seemed like a no brainer. <laughs> now looking back on it, you know, well, <laughs> that ship already sailed. So, uh, when you buy the book, all the royalties go to the North American mission board, but, uh, to replanting at the North American mission board. But I, I, I um, yeah, back to what I was talking about much to everybody's surprise. I think, uh, it really took off. And the reason it took off I think it's threefold. Number one, it's a very simple read. Okay. I had a guy tell me, man, I read your book on the plane. I said, no, you read it on the tarmac. <laughs> it's not that lengthy of a read. Secondly, it, it's really written experientially. It's, 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 it's all packed with stories and experiences of what God is doing. And thirdly, these principles are so transferable to wherever you are. So I think the simplicity of it and the directness of it, uh, and the timeliness of it. I mean, it's just, it, it was seriously, seriously, it was God who really motivated people to motivate me uh, to write this book at the right time. And so it sold really, really well. And in addition to that, it kept selling. It, you know, it didn't have a short shelf life, as they say. Um, and so a lot of the seminaries use it in their doctoral work and their other work. Uh, I Guys read it all the time. So, Kyle, it was now about five years old. And the stories in the middle of the book, they're like five or six stories of transformation. And those stories were now seven or eight years old because they were a couple of years old when I when I wrote about them. And Lifeway just felt like this book had a longer shelf life. And they wanted me to update the stories and update some of the numbers and the statistics and just make it more current. So we did that. So the new book has all brand new stories in the center of it. So these, these are stories that have taken place really since the first book was written. And it has updated statistics. And wait, there's more. It it has it has study guide questions at the end yeah. of each chapter, so you can use it. Because people were saying, I want to use this in a small group. I want to use this with my missions team. So there's a study guide, some questions at the end of each chapter, and there are videos, teaching videos that go with each chapter. So the new book has new stories, new statistics, 
uh, study guide questions and teaching videos that go with each chapter. And it came out in January and it is doing really, really well. And I'm very grateful for that. It, It is very affirming that this is the message that the church needs today and affirming that, that this is something God really has brought to us. And I'm just fortunate that I was able to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, in 2015, you started it off by talking about uh, the Royals um, World Series Championship. And this one, you get to start off talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, isn't that, uh, isn't that The Chiefs cool? Super Bowl. So you just need to keep writing books because the, the Kansas City <laughs> sports teams are doing really well. Well, yeah, here's, here's the deal, man. When I wrote it in 2013-14, I was being a big Royals fan, right? I mean, 85, they went to the World Series, George Brett. Yeah. I mean, it was a great time. And then after 85, nothing. <laughs> I mean, the biggest drought in Major League Baseball. And, I, you know, I said I would go to the stadium and you'd see the banners from 85 and it didn't make you feel good. It made you remember how much you've lost. Yeah. And so I, I connected that to going to a dying church and the past seemed so long ago and like we're never going to come back again. And then that very next year, you know, the Royals, they go to one World Series and lose it in the in the last inning of the last yeah. game. And then they go back the second year and they win it, you know. And so see, there's hope. So when we updated the story, guess what? The Chiefs hadn't been to the Super Bowl since 1971. <laughs> I updated, and the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. So isn't that cool? So they go, go. to they, yeah, yeah, it was great. So, uh, so yeah, the so updated next time the next time the Kansas City you know teams hit a hit a drought, you just got to re-release right. a book, man. And there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that is um, pretty cool. I'm glad you touched on two things. You touched on the uh, the study guide, study questions at the end of the chapters, which I think are really helpful for pastors to think through, pastor reading groups, church leadership teams, um, just, I mean, Sunday night, Wednesday night Bible studies, and then the videos, the uh, short, typically, I think, 10, 15 minutes. Right. Videos. And they're, they're free. They don't cost yeah. anything. You can, you can get them. So, yeah, it's yeah. not like an added charge or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, then this year, we also um, had a bit of a change in a podcast that you've been a part of uh, for the last five or six years. And so right, right. for several years, you did uh, Revitalize and Replant with Tom that's Rainer. Right, right. Um, I did I did that. Yep. And then and then this year, it switched over and, and, and it became Revitalize and Replant with Mark Clifton. Yeah. And, uh, and we got to add a couple of really interesting characters to this podcast. So, so we talk did. to us about... Um, the podcast. Well, I love Tom Rainer. He, he's been so good to me and uh, he gave me an incredible platform, not me, but, but the work we want to accomplish. He saw the importance of re- replanting and he wanted, to, he wanted to, to really platform that. And so, I mean, nobody knew who I was at all. He had this incredible platform and, and he brought me on. And I mean, for five years, uh, he really just shared his platform with us so that we could have this amazing opportunity to talk about this this uh, this tremendous ministry that God's doing across North America. So, Tom, man, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being so unselfish with that and for sharing that. But, uh, you know, he's getting up in age and he has to be back at the home by four every <laughs> afternoon. And uh, and so that made it hard for us to continue. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He'll kill me for that. I told him he and I should go because I'm not much older, younger than him. You know, I said he and I should go on a tour together and we could call it the Earth, Wind and Fiber Tour. So that would work because <laughs> um, he always likes 60s music. But no, he, he really did suggest we kind of talked about it. He said, man, you know, you can do this. He wanted to go in a different direction now and do some other things in leadership and church leadership. And he said, man, just take the podcast. So 
We've taken revitalize and replant. Now he'll be a guest from time to time. He's not going to be a total stranger, but uh, it's our podcast now, and so we have uh, you. You manage it. You run it. You do a great job. And then we have Mark Halleck, who is the pastor of Calvary Church in Denver. He's replanted that church and planted or replanted thirty churches across the mountain states. And then my good friend Dan Hurst. We've been together for forty years. We grew up together. Um, he's been a church planter. He and I planted churches together. He's also an amazing voice talent. That's what he does for a living, and uh, he's great on the podcast. So it's it's Dan and myself and Mark, and then you're the you're the production guy, and we do it we do it together. We always are in the same room, and we're not like across the country. We figure out some way to get together for a couple of days straight, and we do like fifteen podcasts a day until we're just totally loopy. <laughs> it's hard to follow what we're doing. Yes, that is but, true. Uh, and they're short. They're only 20 minutes. And uh, so it's really a lot of fun, a lot of interaction. And I, I really do believe a lot of really great information. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. And it comes out twice a week. I mean, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we get two a week. And if you want to, you can just like save it up and not listen to them for like four weeks and then binge listen, right? <laughs> you just listen to all of them, you know, uh, get the kids around the, the, the old radio there and just listen no, not really. But you, you, you could binge listen. But we'd yes. love to have you be part of our family of Revitalize and Replant, yeah. available wherever you get your podcast, by the way. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, it's, it's gone live two a week. So there are a um, little over a dozen podcasts so far that are up. Um, and, and, and I'll just say, as the guy who kind of gets to be on the, the fly on the wall in the room when we all are having these discussions as the engineer, producer, whatever you want to call it, um, man, if you are involved in any kind of revitalization or just pastoral ministry in general, this is a really, really valuable resource. Uh, there's a ton of experience in there. Um, and, uh, just, I mean, you, some really interesting stories that have come out of what you and Mark and Dan have experienced. Um, and, and listen, Mark, I, I told you this uh, a couple weeks ago, y you used to be the most interesting man that I know. Um, Dan Hurst has surpassed you. Yes. Dan, Dan takes being interesting to a whole different level. Dan was, was born, well, he, he was raised in Honduras. His parents were missionaries to Honduras, Southern Baptist missionaries. But his dad and my dad were roommates in college, best men at each other's weddings. Uh, Dan and I started churches together. We went to college together. We started businesses together. All of them failed. Every business we started <laughs> failed miserably and, uh, uh, some of them were, we thought they were serious, but they were really ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> we've, we've just had a, a lot of fun in our life and it shows. We try to keep that to a limited amount on the podcast so it doesn't get out of hand. But uh, Dan and I have been around for a long time and uh, we've really enjoyed each other. So I'm really grateful to get to work with him. He is a tremendous talent, by the way. Um, they give something equivalent to an Oscar. The movie industry does for the best movie trailer uh, of the year. He won that this year. I'm not going to tell you what movie it was, but he won the basically what you would call the Oscar for the best movie trailer. He does national commercials for food chains and for restaurants. I hear him all the time on the radio and on television, hear his voice. And then to have him, you know, be the guy that is our announcer for our, our podcast and interact with us. Because he's also been a pastor, been a church planner, been a music leader been a singer. I mean, he, he's a great composer and a great singer. He's had music on K-Love and stuff like that. I mm -hmm. mean, and, and he's interviewed. You're right. He, he was also the, he was the, um, 
he was the uh, stadium announcer at Royal Stadium for like 20 years. So he's met every baseball player in the world. And he had the number one radio show in Kansas City on soft rock here in Kansas City for 15 years. He's interviewed everybody from Paul McCartney to, I mean, everybody. Yeah. And uh, so he is a man of incredible uh, wisdom and uh, interest for sure. And then you bring Halleck into the picture. And I mean, Halleck is this amazing guy who just loves everybody and everything comes out of his mouth. is just powerfully important. And he's just a pastor's pastor. I mean, Halleck loves people. He loves his church and he has such incredible wisdom and insight. And so the three of us get in a room together and it, anything can happen. And it, it usually <laughs> yes. does. So yes. yeah, it's a great podcast. Well, and we've had the opportunity, um, to record in, in some pretty interesting spots. So we recorded at Calvary in Inglewood, kind of the, the um, one of the more important places in this replanting movement at, at Calvary Inglewood that, as you said, out of there, they've, they've yeah. planted replanting. I call it, churches. I call it the, I call it the mother church of replanting, yes. you know, <laughs> how the Ryman's the mother church of country music, because in the modern replanting movement, now look, I know people have replanted churches since day one, but in this modern kind of movement of replanting, uh, it was about, uh, I guess, what was it, 14 years ago or something. He went to uh, yeah. to Inglewood, had 30 people. It'll have 800 a weekend. But more important than the number is that he has a whole residency of raising up men to go replant churches. And as I said, they've replanted 30 of them across the mountain states in cities, in small towns, in open countries. And uh, And Mark is just passionate about replanting. So we decided that the first series of our podcast would be done from Calvary Inglewood. They have a podcast studio in the sub basement in the youth room. Um, and it's, um, it's not palatial. Let's just say that we were, we do sit on this dirty old white couch that was in the youth yes. room. And, uh, and Mark sits next to me on the couch and he, the entire time Mark is talking to me, he's rubbing my shoulder and yes, squeezing he my neck. He can't talk without touching my shoulder and squeezing my neck. And he's highly extroverted. I'm highly introverted. So it's a real interesting dynamic on the, uh, on the old youth white couch. And, and by the way, I don't really understand why churches decide it's a good idea to put couches in youth rooms. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. We, we, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, you guys did on that, on those episodes, but you know, we were at Calvary, which is, as you mentioned, kind of this mothership. And the thing is, it's not like a a hip, modern oh, facility. No, I mean, this is an old else. church building, drafty, no, no, down no. in the basement. I mean, no. it, it, it was you fantastic. Are, no, Loved it's it. A, it is a 1960s Southern Baptist church building that was built by volunteers over a 20-year period by whatever they could pull off the shelf at Home Depot that Saturday when they were building it. And I'm not picking on Mark's church. He would agree with that. Yeah. It, it is very humble. And and they didn't go in there and say, okay, in order to reach our neighborhood, we got to just blow this thing up and create something really cool and jazzy. They said, in order to reach our neighborhood, we got to love our neighborhood. We got to love people. And if you love people, they'll come to almost anything. And, you know, it's a clean building and they've, they've updated it and that kind of thing. But I agree. Man, it, it, it looks like any 1960s. It's long and narrow. You know how the worship center looks like a bowling alley. You know, it's really <laughs> long and narrow. And, uh, and a lot of stairs, a lot of different entrances, not clear where you come in. But 800 people a weekend, yeah. 30 church plants out of that thing. It just shows you that God can do so much with things that we would look at and go, well, that nothing could happen there. Yeah. And I love the fact that Mark, he, he sort of, he highlights that, that, you know, we don't have to have everything we think. We just have to have the gospel and we have to love people and let Jesus do what he'll do in his church. 
So yeah, that was a great experience. And then we moved from there to where? Where did we go next? Huh? Went Kelly. to the Spurgeon Library at Midwestern, which was one of the coolest settings I've ever been in to record yeah. a podcast. Yeah, like, right here in Kansas City. Years ago, uh, I mean years ago, like 120 years ago or something like that, turn of the century, uh, turn of the 20th century, uh, Mrs. Spurgeon was selling a lot of his books, his whole library. They needed money. Frankly, the college and the church needed money. And it just so happened that there were some folks in Missouri Baptists were over in London at the time and found out about the sale and wired back. And long story short, the Missouri Baptist Convention made a bid and they won it. So wow. uh, the, the, all of his library was shipped over to Missouri. It was housed at William Jewell College, which was the only Baptist college in Missouri at the time for decades. That's where I went to college. But recently, uh, Dr. Allen uh, managed to, to purchase the entire library from William Jewell, and they converted the old chapel at Midwestern into the Spurgeon Library. It is palatial. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It has all of his books. It has a lot of his personal material, like the doorknob from his office, seriously, uh, a pew from the, the Methodist Church where he was converted, yeah. um, a bottle of water from the River Lark where he was baptized. By the way, I have a bottle of water I had a bottle of water from the River Lark before Midwestern did. Nice. There I still go. have it here at my house. And I'm not going to say that once in a while I don't put a drop of that in the baptistry when I <laughs> baptize somebody, but I'm not going to say I don't. But nonetheless, Midwestern has all this wonderful things from Spurgeon, and they have a podcast studio there. And uh, it was actually Spurgeon's podcast studio. That's uh, right. That's that right. Used. We call it. Yeah. Yeah. He had such a, a foreknowledge of things he knew. No, really. But they have a great podcast studio right there in the Spurgeon library. So you and I and Dan and Mark, uh, we spent a couple of long days there enjoying all that was Spurgeon and doing the podcast from the Spurgeon library. And then the next group we're going to do will be from, as the Lord allows, New Orleans. Yep. So we'll all be down there together. So, uh, yeah, it's a little unusual. A lot of guys don't get together in the same room when they do podcasts, but we really want to be with each other because guess what, Kyle? All four of us really, really love each other. Yeah, we do. And we really enjoy being together. Yep. And there's, and there's a really good energy to the podcast that comes from being in the same room together. Um, and so, yeah, let me, let me highly recommend, if you've not already subscribed to that, please, uh, you can go to revitalizeandreplant.com and uh, find those episodes that are already up. Again, those are dropping two a week for, for the next uh, few months. Um, uh, maybe, maybe maybe till Jesus comes back. I, I want to do two a week. I just want to keep doing two a week. People go, man, that's a lot. Yeah, I know, but I think they're fun. I think I'm going to do yeah. two a week as long as we can. Okay. Yeah, I do. And then you can find the book at reclaiminglory.com. Of course, Lifeway, Amazon, um, all of those places as well. Uh, Mark, man, thank you so much for coming back on. Um, yeah. you know, I, I know I get to interact with you, um, really on a weekly basis and, uh, it's great for our listeners to, well, to have you on as well. Thank you, man. I, I serve, I serve a great team of men at the North American mission board who work in replanting and revitalization. All of them are like you, Kyle. They all, they all love this work They're, They don't do it because it's a job. They do it because it's a calling. And, uh, and I just am privileged to serve with them and then to serve with so many great associational missionaries all across North America and state convention leaders. I mean, everybody that I come in contact with is united in, in this effort to reclaim dying churches. And uh, it's just a wonderful place to be right now. So if you don't know more about it, learn more about it. Go to churchreplanters.com. Find all kinds of stuff about us there. Stay in touch with us, as Kyle said. Check us out on the, on the new podcast, Revitalize and Replant. 
And uh, yeah, sometimes we even have ventriloquist dummies on <laughs> Revitalize and Replant. So that happens. Puppets, we have puppets on there. Uh, we do we do special we music. Do, yeah, special we music. <laughs> we do, we do resin. We do uh, recipes. We have a cooking segment where we Mark and I cook a meal, and uh, you get to taste it. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's and a really fun podcast. Traffic and traffic and weather on the eights. We do. We, we they say that's why people listen. We have traffic and weather on the eights, and we do have to get done with the podcast quick. We because the seventies at seven come up right after us. So. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't know why Nam even lets us do this. I'm not sure they even listen to it because it's quite different than anything else the yeah. North American Mission Board does. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. anyway, until they take us off the air, we'll be there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and as always, we, we mentioned this before, but if if we can serve you, if the Replant team can serve you in any way, you can contact us at replant at nam.net. And uh, we have we have a whole team, as Mark said, of folks that are that love um, helping dying churches come back to life and, and experience new uh, health and growth. And if um, your church is struggling, reach out to us. Yes, please. Yep. We we, we want to talk to you, pray with you, hook you up with some people that can care for you. We don't want you to do this alone. All right. Yeah. Well, Mark, thanks for being on with us today. And as always, thank you uh, to our listeners for for listening to this each and every week. God bless you. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?